Good afternoon and welcome to another installment of the Nameless Podcast. I'm here with two excellent gentlemen with whom I served missions. We have, you know what's interesting is when I was getting everything ready for the podcast, I realized your guys' initials are CC and DD. No way. Whoa. Yeah. So now I need an Alcoholics Anonymous, uh, al- anonymous Alcoholics Anonymous podcast and then a, I don't know, something about, like a BB gun one or <laughs> I don't know, something better business bureau but that's three b's yeah too much but anywho cc who are you state your name into the mic cooper christian cooper and then dd Derek davidson designated driver yes dungeon and dragon yeah i have a lot there's a lot of dds out there. there's double d bra size there's dungeons and dragon yes D and D is so lit, but we're not mm-hmm. going to talk about that. You you put that as like in your contract. I just feel like I, I can't. I know it's like a good game and that people love it. I just I'm not into it at all, and I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> so <laughs> let me tell you about last week's raid. <laughs> like, Thirty minutes later, well, halfway down. It's a huge, time consuming like lore and figuring it out and when to do yes. it and where to do it. I'm it like, is a time commitment. I'm, I'm, we're already yeah. talking about it, and we said we weren't. <laughs> <laughs> I gotcha. Got him. But yeah, so I served a mission with these fellas in the good old land of Guatemala. Half a mission. Half. Uh, well, I mean, okay, it was a full mission, but half of it was spent right. in, in the South mission. But uh, I think I spent eight or nine months there, I think is what it was. I think. We were all in... So Zima. you were in... Yeah, we were in Nima, Zona Bank de Uno. That's where mm-hmm. I, I literally spent half my mission... In Zona, it was like Whoa. half my mission was in the coast and half was in Zona Bank mm. I, I, I spent a full year of my mission in Jalapa, in that, that, the district of Jalapa. It's crazy. You get to a point where you're like, you're one of the people. Like, mm. you know them. Like, you're a regular. Yeah. That's how it was for me in Pauline. Everybody's like, mm-hmm. you've been here for a while. I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I live here now. I think the president forgot about me, but that's okay. <laughs> I'll just keep that's working. That's the way Mita was. And Venezuela. We actually, when we left, um, Elder Perry, do you remember him? No. He had yeah. like... You remember the Perry. He had gone home, but then he came back. He was an incredible missionary. Yeah, he actually joined the Air Force. Really? Side note. Oh, yeah. interesting side he, note. He had a kid a little while back, too. Um, but anyway, he so he went there with Villarreal after I left. My favorite little Tico. I love that man. If he great ever listens to this podcast, Te amo, Jordan, Villarreal. And he's a great um, drummer. He's an incredible person. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so it was him and, and Villarreal, and they said, oh, no, he had left after. It was Perry and someone else. Um, but they said everyone they contacted, they would ask, like, have you ever spoken with missionaries before? Like they always do. And they were like, yeah, we took to this tall gringo guy. And this <laughs> looked <Chico>. like Messi. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He looked like Leo Messi. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, that was. You were gringo Messi. You definitely become one of the people, like, everyone knew. That tall gringo guy and the Tico. The tall yeah. Messi. The tall. <laughs> Hashtag tall Messi. La Pulga. Like Messi anymore. So you, so you were in Venezuela, dos, dos and I was in Uno. I replaced and then you. you. Were, yeah, you replaced me. Yeah, and then I was your zone leader for mm-hmm. like, I think one transfer, one or two transfers. Two. So, Elder Bailey trained you. No, no, we no, no. Uh, we both went out at the same yeah. time. Okay, yeah. that's right. Yeah, you came in with. I went in with Mendoza from Mendoza, Ecuador. I, I was so pissed when that happened. And then looking back on it, I'm like, that was the best thing they could have done. Because if one of us would have stayed there, we would have latched on to our small group of people that never, ever, ever yeah. progressed. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The South Mission was an eye-opener for me. Like, there are things that need to be done. And um, if I wouldn't have gone to the South Mission, I'd probably be, like, a really crappy person. Just because I was very judgmental. I still am. 
But in the central mission, it was like... No, you were definitely a different person when you came back as zone leader. Yeah. You're like, what? You taught me to fight people, and I punched Alvarez. <laughs> you specifically back. said to assault him. <laughs> and then you came back, and you are all like, yeah, I've changed. You shouldn't fight me. Like, I'm a hippie now. I settle things with I don't words. Beanie Alvarez. and beard and all. <laughs> all you need is those big glasses. Uh, yeah. I would definitely be a hipster. Not really. I still think there are certain things that we should solve as primal humans and just mm-hmm. just punch each other. I, yeah, that's what MMA is. You my see? wife, my, yeah. every time we bring it up, my wife is like, "Yeah, but violence isn't the answer." I'm like, well, "Look at history." I beg to differ. Violence is the answer, like, and not in violence that you're just destroying people for no reason. Yeah, you just... that's literally what the military does. <laughs> <laughs> They kill people for no reason? Well, no. There's a reason. It's... I watched a video where, like, they called in a Hellfire, Hellstorm? Which missile is it? Hellfire, Hellstorm? Uh, Hellfire they, missile. One of each. Hellfire. <laughs> and they called it on this house, they called it on this house, and they've got, like, you know, they're seeing it it's on camera. And it's just Joe Schmo, like, bystanders walking past the building. It does have terrorists in it, confirmed. But, you know, just Joe Schmo's walking past it. Yeah. <laughs> Collateral like, damage. Sorry, Joe Schmo. And there was, no one blinked an eye. They didn't, like, count it. They didn't go, like, oh, we're going to have some collateral damage on this one. No one said anything like that. They just... Like, nah, we good, fam. They just... <laughs> the tar- tar- Which, we we took care of, we yeah. took care of the target. Yeah. Uh, Derek is in the military. Yes? Air Force? Uh, or you want almost. to be? I'm almost. So, I graduate, uh, I get my bachelor's in April, and then I commission as an officer in the Air Force. And I actually am going to be a drone pilot. Nice. You and get to kill that guy. I get to kill the terrorists with my missiles. You're literally living a video game. Uh, Not really. It's it's it, way more complex. It's and it's real. Are you in like a it's vision dome, real. or are you just looking at the screen? Um, so they usually fly them out of uh, Nevada. Yeah, in Nevada, Everything. and they have like these little like storage containers looking things. Yeah. So from the outside, they just look like big old storage units, yeah. and you go inside and it's all this high tech uh, gear and equipment, and they have some monitors that the pilot will sit in. Which is what I'll do, and then they have an enlisted guy uh, sitting next to him. That's their they're kind of the ones that like a spotter. Yeah, sort they of. The they they, uh, they call it lazing the target. Mm-hmm. They'll like kind of mark it so that the uh, missile knows where to go. Huh. But the officer is the one that pulls the trigger and flies it. Have you seen uh, Eye in the Sky? Yes, great movie. <laughs> is great that movie. Alan Rickman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I Professor Snape's it. last movie. Mm-hmm. At least I think it was. Yeah, his it was his movie. last one. Great role. Yeah, I feel bad. Alan Rickman was kind of was Professor Snape, but oh, he was more than Snape. He was. He was the voice like of Rapthar's uh, hammer. You <laughs> shall be avenged. I was going to say the side by line. Uh, Martin, the little robot on uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The, uh, the guy inside the costume was the dwarf from Willow. Oh, Warwick oh, Davis. Yeah, yeah Warwick Davis. Yeah. Um, he was inside the costume, but Alan Rickman did the voice. Alan Rickman was also in, uh, uh, what was it, Galaxy Quest? Right. Yeah, Grand Park Hammer. Yeah, yeah, that one. Uh, I forget his name, the character's name, but that was a great movie. And then he was also the villain in Die Hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great role. A little bit ago. Yeah, definitely a Christmas movie. Definitely. It's Up for debate. <laughs> <laughs> I heard the second one is, you know what, I actually haven't seen the second one. It's all out of order for me. Like, I saw... Live free or Die Hard. I saw that one. Yeah. That should be the next Change My Mind. Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Change My Mind. <laughs> Christian currently has a I'm pro-life Change My Mind pro-life. shirt. Solidarity with uh, unborn babies who are being murdered. I'm life pro. 
not really. I'm I'm a pro at life. As we sit in my crackhead room. <laughs> like, uh, <Woo>. Sure. <laughs> if that's what you call professional. <laughs> you got it all together, man. <laughs> right. Great yeah. studio. Mission Life. This is pro life right here. Yeah. It's, that's priorities. You get a big TV that's too big for your room. You sit directly in front of it. <laughs> like, if you want to sit, you have to, like, put your legs in between your bed. It's like a foot space, and you're two feet in front of the screen. All I do is I just lean up against that back that'd wall. Be cool. That'd be cool. And, uh, yeah, it, yeah, it works. It works. Yeah, it's my little, it's my little, uh, little crappy setup here. But, you know what's crazy is, so in April, it'll be five years that I've been home from, wow. um, from the mission. You were a change after me? Uh, you the hope, hope people? Yeah, you did this no, thing. No, I th- I think I was two after. Oh, was I, that your thing though, the whole like ostrich arm. No, I don't remember. <laughs> Come I, on, what in the world? I, I think, got in on an inside joke that wasn't even mine, and <coughs> I think it was so. Your, my your in the MTC in the CCM, let's say, say uh, which is a prison. Say, actually, it's literally a prison. And there's bars all around it, guards. with armed guards. But the Guatemala Mission uh, Missionary Training Center, I was in the Hope District, Job. Hope. In English, that was definitely the job district. So, the job district. You're part of the working class. Uh, yeah, you were part of a social. Experiment. I actually worked on my mission. <laughs> <laughs> like wow, <laughs> <I got the laughs> notes. Um, but I I got back in August of 2015. Oh, you were. So, I was in March, so yeah. that was definitely. Too That's crazy though. Late. August it'll be four years. That's crazy. Four in May, March. Yeah, March third. It's been a minute. It goes by quick. I mean, you will have... It's like two missions now. But it feels like yesterday we were just over there yeah. prancing around and <coughs> and on, on the bus. Listening, and, listening for your bus. Single and ready to mingle. Guate, guate, guate. Super jóvenes. Those were the best. And reggaeton on the TV in front. Oh my gosh. I, I missed the Ayudantes. I wanted to do that my last day. I wanted to be an Ayudante. <laughs> yeah. Just get on the bus. Hey, listen. So I'm going to say, Jovenes, I would have fumbled all the money everywhere. I'd just been like, uh, <laughs> whatever, whatever. Get on. You mate. just gave him 20 cats back. <laughs> like, he whatever. gave you two. Whatever. whatever. No, that's no, okay. Stop in, stop in. What if we made a street legal <laughs> chicken bus here? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, first off, we wouldn't let Bill. That's what I would name my bus. I think if there's enough, I would name my bus. I espacio atrás. That would be the name. <laughs> we need direct competition with Provo's uh, or with the whole Utah County. Yeah, UTA. What do they call those? The no, the, the front runners. The, the train. UTX the is the like buses. I don't right? know. I don't know. I, don't I have a car like a normal person. They scare yeah. me though because you have that lane next to you and you see that light flash, but then it also tells you to like turn left, and I'm like. Am I going to get demolished by a train? <laughs> by a bus here? I'm like, I'm I've, always like spazzing out, looking over, like, ah! I've accidentally merged into that lane before. <laughs> I'm like, no! okay, I gotta go to the left turn lane and wait, what? What's going on? All of a sudden you're, whoops, feared for my life there. That's crazy. And it seems like the construction never ends around here. Ever. Yeah. At least in Provo. I have a funny story about the little, you know, the little curb. Divider, median in the middle. I don't live here. Okay. Where do you live? I live in Draper. Oh, oh. yeah, that's right. You didn't have to experience But you didn't even the... live here before. You've always been in Draper. Yeah. I've never been to Draper. I just have a terrible memory. Well, I've been here before. One of my wife's friends lives like three blocks yeah. over. Oh, I three have doors PTSD down? from the construction no, like here. Three blocks. I just wanted to make a three doors down reference. Uh-huh. Sorry. Anyway, so 
they have these bus lanes that they just made so people use them more, I guess, and so it's less traffic. But they put in these little like almost foot high concrete medians in the middle. And my father in law, using our van when they were visiting, tried to do a U turn oh. and definitely just went over that thing. Popped two tires. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Misaligned the Yeah. The steering. Oh, it was bad. Thankfully, the undercarriage was fine, but oh my gosh, I hate those things. Construction here is the yeah, it's the like, worst. I was, we came down here for New Year's Eve, and we were going down where it splits on I-15 up by the American Fork, I think. Yeah, past Lehigh, Lehigh American Fork area, and uh, it's like it's like a professional driving course. You like turn and swerve and bump and like. Tokyo yeah. Drift. It's go. It's Mario Kart. You're pretty much like. <laughs> I'm, gonna take, I'm gonna start throwing bananas next time and I go on there. Throwing tor- throwing tortoise yeah, shells you gotta, like, out. You can go on. You want like take a shortcut left or right? Like, is there a ramp here? Do I have to go through the hoop <laughs> to get extra points? You guys ever do that when you see like one of those like car carrier things? Yes. And you're just like, she's like, whoa, just I ramp right off it. <laughs> if if I were to be terminally ill, mm. I'd be like, <laughs> let's try it. Need for Speed video game to come now. <laughs> like every time, even like there's trailers that will carry like. Uh, forklifts or whatever and so they tilt the whole thing tilts back like that and those ones are like oh they're perfect an even better racing game I think Burnout that uh, game yeah, li- literally the purpose of the game is to crash your car yeah. into things I've never played yeah. Burnout they give you the coolest trophies too when you win like you you will one of the game modes is you just go into an intersection and try to make the biggest wreck God. possible <laughs> and you just that's did you guys ever play Need for Speed Underground uh-huh. yeah. that's exactly what that's I'm a great one that, that's no, the most wanted was I was thinking I like what most wanted better than underground. Yeah, because that's the one where you're like you're the Lambo, and then you get chased mm. around. Well, you can drive a Lambo on the cover of the <clears> Lambo, <throat> and then you're getting chased by by the Popo. By Cross, Detective Cross. By Detective Cross. Uh, speaking of video games, do you have a, do you have a PS4, Mister Davidson? I do not. I am a PC gamer. Yeah. Oh, oh, an elitist. I'm oh. a. <laughs> just I like to have my good I, uh, frame rate of. Seven thousand. <laughs> Actually, I have a pretty garbage laptop, and I like, <laughs> I like barely pulling forty FPS on my oh, thing. But hey, it works. On Please. this piece of crap rig, this is a re- refurbished. Well, it's not a piece of crap. It's actually good for school. But think that's are good. The, gra- I mean, the graphics on it are terrible. <laughs> so like the first thing I did is I tried to play a game of Fortnite, and it was like playing Minecraft. Like, <laughs> like what? What's going on? Ah! But I just flat out suck at Fortnite. I don't have a problem with I'm the not, game. I don't like the game that much. I haven't played it in months. I know it's super popular and everything, but... I respect him for getting a formula yeah. down that just yeah. works. Yeah. I respect him for that, but it's not my type of game. Like, yeah. I mean, it's, it's just it's going to decline because it is. It's just free, and there's lots of little kids on it. I actually played Fortnite on the Switch, which is dominated mm-hmm. by a seven-year-old audience. Oh, my gosh. I demolished. I got like seven solo victories in a row. It's, there's a really hard because the sticks are so short that like you barely move it and your guys go like sweeping the whole screen because the distance from the top like middle point of the joystick to the edge is nothing. Way to beat up kindergartners. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I felt bad. So proud. Because I, so I, I was playing on PlayStation for a long time. Never, I still haven't gotten a solo victory. Like eighty some squad victories, but no solo because it's just it's tough. It's a tough competition. I got on the first game I ever played on the Switch. I won. First, <laughs> like yes, it was a it was a easy mode, a zone kill too. Like the circle closed on the final zone, and 
the guy was trapped outside. When I play Fortnite, the only way I can survive is if I hide. I can't engage in combat because I suck at that part. But people are building stuff. They're just like, build, 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 shotgun, build, 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 shotgun. I'm like, I have this cool gun with a scope on it, and I'll try to hit you from over here and give away my position. Then I'm converged upon. Then they're like, stupid noob. I'm an idiot in that game. That's why I don't play. I like the more realistic games like like PUBG or Black. I haven't actually played Blackout. Blackout is good. I've only got one solo victory. I, it was sweet. Dude. We yeah. should play it because I have it, yeah. but I I have it downloaded, but I haven't played it. I could probably sign into my account and we could play online. Ooh. Hmm. Yeah, I also need to not be cheap because then Red Dead Redemption also has online, yeah. which I've got friends who play it. I just need to go ahead and bite the bullet. Man, all these exclusives for PlayStation for is winning. PlayStation is PlayStation is winning yeah. the console battle, hands down. God of War. E- Xbox is like they're just like, no, nah, we'll make a no, superior like, console. Yeah, we'll add PUBG on Xbox, and I'm like, okay. And PS4 did it. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> what did they have? Sea of Thieves was their own little thing. Yeah. What a stupid game. They're banking on Halo Infinite. Oh, uh, yeah. Which if that flops though, like Halo Five. Yeah, Halo 5 was not... That storyline was yeah. so garbage. Yeah. I enjoyed the gameplay because it, like, it was like a new game. It wasn't. I wasn't playing Halo. Right. It was a new game, but the story was just like... Well, I don't care about Spartan Lock. Get him off my yeah. screen. Where's Chief? Yeah. Chief and Cortana. That's what we want. Yeah. It's just like random... Name a better duo. And... I'll wait. <laughs> <laughs> Chief and Cortana. True. Okay, so... Alright, so looking at my little stack of games over there. Uh, okay, so the first one that I played was Red Dead Redemption. Have you finished it? Yeah. I okay. restarted. I'm playing again. Spoiler wow. alert. Spoiler alert. We're going to talk about the game's ending. If you haven't played it, go ahead and skip to whenever. Have you played it? <laughs> they don't have it on PC. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> PC sucks. Is this spoiler warning <laughs> for me? Everything comes out like six months later on PC. And PC you, gamers are like, PC is better. Well, Do you want us to not discuss the ending? I honestly... I'm, he don't care. I'm I'm okay. Okay, so my so you overall thoughts tear? like no when you're galloping through and it goes all like sepia and it sings the song and yeah and you're like you're going to save your family or not your family but I was done with that I I, I was pretty much like the end is near okay yeah. yeah and I did all the honorable stuff so I got the Me cool too. death. What's the Did co- you look at the other ones? What's the cool death? He, he's looking that. out over, like he sees the sunrise. Right, right. Okay, yeah. I did that too. Did you see the other ones? Uh-uh. They're vicious. Really? The other one, Micah just shoots him in the face. No way. And then the other mm. one where he goes back to get the gold, they shoot him in the back. Uh. Like he's crawling away and they just walk up and just... It, they're, like, they're very gruesome. Ugh. Good thing. I'm glad I chose the... So you choose your ending how? Exactly. So throughout you the game, can... you have like an honor system. Oh. It literally only affects the ending. That's it. I, it's they different. said it affects dialogue through the game, but I don't know what that means or what. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. It's not like Mass Effect where like it would have a huge, huge impact right. on the overall storyline. The like, color of the explosion at the end? Wasn't that let's like let's not. I still have... You know what's crazy <laughs> about all that? Nightmares. Okay, so that, that game came out right before I left on the mission, and I was so stoked. I'm like, yes! Mass I played effect. the game super quick. And then I get to the end, I'm like, you have got to be shitting me. Like, what? <laughs> and I remember everybody, like, that was the, that's like the first game, like, fan outrage reached a point where they're like, okay, we'll make a new ending, sorry. <laughs> like, like, ooh. 
I was so horrible. A game that is built upon storylines, different endings, in-depth character development. It's like, how do you want to blow the universe up? Red, blue, or yellow? <laughs> you're like, none of them! I can appreciate a company, though, that will take feedback yeah. and, like, totally. change things. Yeah. Which... Well, except Bioware now, sheesh, uh, what's them called? Andromeda was awful. Yeah. yeah. But they have, from what I hear... Fix that one quite a bit. I haven't gone back. That's and the problem. I played half of it. That's the you problem. lose your audience when you mess up the first time. Yeah, yeah. Same yeah. with Battlefield Five. <clears throat> Battlefield Five did that too. Yeah, they like screwed everything up because you can't kill Nazis. All you can kill is people with iron crosses on them, and you can play as people with iron crosses. No mention of Hitler. No Americans. No M1 Grand. No <laughs> M1 Grand in a World War Two. You're like, uh, like I want that ping. Ding, ding. I ran out of ammo. Like there's I, something off here. They'll add it later, probably. Yeah. But I don't. By I, then. They won't add Nazis though, because they like uh. copyright. <laughs> <laughs> Donald Trump has the copyright on the Nazi party, low key. <laughs> Listen, okay, I know the Nazis. They're wonderful people. I mean, they do a lot. Have you ever heard of eugenics? I mean, they make the best people. I mean, literally, the best people. <laughs> <laughs> you know, someone might listen to that and be like. Oh my gosh, he's right! <laughs> <laughs> I knew it! I knew he was Nazi! Confirmed <laughs> on Nameless Podcast! He <laughs> cracked the code! You're one of them. What are you complaining about? Oh, yeah, yeah. Their blue eyes I'm gonna go. You Aryan? <laughs> I'm a quarter German, so. Dude, we're gonna Dude. pop up on freaking BuzzFeed and they're gonna be like, Underground Podcast debunks. <laughs> Confirmed Donald Trump is Nazi. Trump's Nazihood. And they're just going to pull the clip. (laughs) (laughs) They literally make the best people. Literally. Oh, my God. They literally make the best people. (laughs) (laughs) Believe me. Believe me, I'm one of them. (laughs) Oh, Does he have blue eyes? Orange man, bad. (laughs) He's the... I don't know. He was the, uh, the prototype. His skin the turned prototype. out. His skin turned out too orange. <laughs> he was. He was like. No, uh, Red Skull was the prototype. And then, <laughs> and then Donald Trump. And then, and then they got to what they were looking for. They decided to put me in the real estate area, and now I've just spun out of control. To where now I've you know become the supreme commander. I mean, I mean president of the United States. <laughs> oh, but anyway, Red Dead. Um, I had a few problems with it. The storyline was clunky. Mm-hmm. Because mm. it got to the point where it was literally rinse, wash, repeat, mm-hmm. Dutch. I got us a plan, Arthur. Mm-hmm. And you go along with plan and it fails and you're like, okay, this, we understand it now. I knew that was going to happen. Nothing, nothing's working. It got to the point where like it was tiresome to watch the cutscenes, And so there was yeah. a cutscene in the house in the swamp where Kieran, the O'Driscoll, yeah. the capture, gets his head chopped off. Yeah. And so I was just like, ah, oh, it's just another, like, Dutch is going to say we're going to go do something. And so I skipped it and then... Uh, and I didn't know that Kieran had been beheaded till like twenty minutes later in the gameplay when someone was like, "Poor Kieran, like, what happened to Kieran?" <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> and oh, crap. Up, I skipped the I skipped the cutscene because I was like, they were so I was like, there's gonna be nothing new in this cutscene. I've seen a hundred cutscenes. I appreciate how they approached the death of like the big characters on the posse. Yeah, because it was spread out throughout the game. Yeah. Like Lenny uh, got me. I didn't expect that one. Yeah, Lenny. Yeah, his was on the rooftops, yeah. right? And then uh, open the door and Saint Denis popping. Yeah, sick. I'm glad Charles made it through the whole thing. Though. Charles is awesome. Yeah. I love Charles. And then cool. Sadie was cool. Yeah, people I wanted to survive survived. And then it was fun playing as Marsden at the end. I'm glad there was like a yeah. lot of Marsden time. <clears throat> Do you think they're gonna release DLC to like 
carry on Mars I mean, and stuff. The epilogue went on just a little too long, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, you, you were doing this whole thing where you move from, like, place to place. And, and uncle's there, just like, like, the lumbago. <laughs> I got lumbago. <laughs> I can't help. Terminal lumbago. Ugh, freaking uncle. Yeah. Um, Micah's, the whole thing with Micah and Dutch was, meh. Eh. It wasn't the most glorious ending. Yeah. Because, I mean, you go, it's cool. It's a snow-capped mountain that you're fighting up and just. That was pretty cool. Mowing hose down left and right, and then you know you have that weird standoff at the end. And yeah. did you know you can drop into Dead Eye at any point? <clears throat> you can draw into Dead Eye that like no way. Of, you just pull the right trigger really slow, and it'll slowly until it goes into Dead Eye, and you'll draw on people. Huh? It's sweet. You can do it any time. Like you're just standing next to some random person, and you'll <laughs> super dramatic slow draw and blow their heads off. Huh? I always do it when, like, you get confronted in those random encounters with other gangs. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, hey, stop there. You shouldn't have come by here. The first time that happened to me, there was a bridge. Mm. And it was over kind of like this little quarry. <clears throat> and I it was still kind of early in the game, so I couldn't remember the, the, uh, the controls mm. very well. So you stop on the bridge, and they're just blocking it. And I'm like, hmm. So I get off my horse. And I'm trying to snap to some type of cover. Yeah. And I ended up jumping off the bridge. <laughs> nice. <laughs> He's like, Sir! <laughs> I, went, I, like, I finally got a bunch of money like playing through. And so I went and I tricked out like the, the best horse I could find. It cost like $1,000, some Arabian horse. Best saddle, like changed it, customized it. I walked out of the stables, turned right, and like it was the exit to the city. And, and so I got across the bridge, the exit of San Denis. And there was guys waiting for me with a Gatling gun. Oh, oh, oh no! And they just wrecked the whole thing, and and I couldn't uh, get the horse back. Like I no. just spent like fifteen hundred dollars <throat> in game money, and and lost it all. Not thirty seconds later. I like the clarifier there. <laughs> in game, I'm not gonna spend fifteen hundred dollars, honey. I didn't. Those okay. The fifteen hundred dollars on the credit card was that was that was something completely different. Okay. I just really needed that. The horse, you know. I just need a complete game experience. I'm so sick of trying to ride across the whole freaking country to get to a trapper so I can turn in my pelts. Okay, but I was glad when I did finally, when I found the camp upgrade that lets you fast travel. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I was like, oh, thank goodness. Because yeah. it's beautiful at first, and you're like, I just want to keep riding around in cinematic mode. And then you're like, this is wasting a lot of time. Okay, but I was really, because like Red Dead, it's just the, the depth in that mm -hmm. game is crazy. So then I started Spider-Man. Mm -hmm. Another Spider, Spider Man's game. good, but it's not as in depth as uh, Red Dead. So I was no. like, meh. Yeah. So I ended up playing God of War instead. God of War is the best game I've played in mm -hmm. recent memory. Yeah. Like, because the gruesomeness of the like, you still have that element, but then Kratos is a softy now. Like, him boy, and, boy, <laughs> he boy. A, he has a boy to take care of. So it's his boy. <laughs> Yeah. And Atreus, like, that whole dynamic was incredible to watch play mm -hmm. out. It's and just you, a movie You, like, game. felt it through the whole game where he's, like, calling him boy. And he's like, you need to be better, boy. And incredible. then at, like, the last level, he's like, well done, son. Yes, and you're like, <gasps> like he progressed from boy <laughs> to son. And you could see it, too, when he wants to console him when he's like, yeah. 
Is this how humans do it? <laughs> like, do I put All my I hand is kill hundreds of years? <laughs> do I just put my hand on his shoulder? In the sequel, he'll call him by his name. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be like a moment. He's gonna, it's like he lips gonna him. quiver. He's he gonna does like call him Atreus uh, quite a bit. Nice maybe oh, that's true. He he'll does. call him Loki. Atreus to me. <laughs> he'll like mispronounce the name. Like Atreus. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, wait, what? Like I'm anxious mom. to see how this plays down. I hopped yeah. on I hopped on Reddit to look at a couple theories on it, but uh, so I'm not very knowledgeable with Norse mythology. But the world serpent, like Loki, gave birth to that. Nice. Hmm. Out of his peepee. I don't know. Ouch. Maybe Loki is transgender. Transgender. Hey. You know, maybe we're kind of going through a cyclical uh, thing in, in society where back then, transgender and all that stuff was normal. You know Norse mythology is actually non-binary when it comes to gender, sex, identity, all that stuff. But, preach, uh, Alex. Preach. <laughs> Alex Jones on, North, on Norse mythology. You see, they were actually see. transgender. And, and they're turning hey, if Alex needs, the frogs are gay. Listen, if Alex needs to make more money, he should go on Fiverr. And people just send him scripts of stuff to read. Could you imagine his crazy Texan voice? Like, if you or a loved one has been infected by mesothelioma, <laughs> it's the globalists! <laughs> Do you see voiceover? George Soros did it. <laughs> Soros and his gang of goons. He, he injected it right up their buttholes. <laughs> oh Soros. God. Soros is literally the boogeyman of the left. I love it. Because any problem, any, any problem that you want to say on the left, like... They're like, Soros rigged the voting machines. You know, like, don't get me wrong, the dude's definitely manipulative, but I feel that the lazy man's response a lot of times <laughs> yeah. would be like, Soros did it. Hey, it was Soros. Well, I mean, all of Hungary has blamed Soros for everything. So. <laughs> listen, the whole here. country. Listen here, Soros. They're like, stop Soros. They're gonna put him in the next Call of Duty game as the next villain. Oh my gosh, that would be incredible. You thought Makarov was bad? Yeah, I would love to do that. You know that scene where they get in the fifty cal, like way up above. Yes. You shoot him dead in the face, and his arm blows off. <laughs> I remember watching but that. I was like, oh, I'm and Soros. And just... I was like, oh, I thought I thought I shot him in the face. Oh, but I guess it hit his arm instead. Did you guys know Antonio Banderas is gonna play Soros? <laughs> <laughs> my name is. Jorge Soros. Oh, good. Oh, Soros. That'd be hilarious <laughs> to see that breakdown. But yeah, God of War, I think the combat on it was great. When you get the chains back, that mm. scene is badass. Because mm. he's like, you're like, you get kind of tired of the axe. Yeah. And then you're going back. You're, you're like, as you're pedaling back to your home, everything is turning like. It's like shit has hit the fan completely. Yeah. There's thunder everywhere, and I'm like, great, I'm going to have to fight Odin. Odin's going to smack me. No, but Odin was just really pissed off and was actually chastising one of his children. But anyway, it's just super ominous, and you're going back, and Kratos doesn't want to confront his demons, and Athena pops up in uh-huh. his head, and he's like, I'm not that man. And then when he pulls him out, oh, give me chills. You're like, oh, oh, oh. It was incredible. Yeah, wraps and wraps the chains around his greaves, and he's just Oof. like, "Oh, he's ready to go." The and, the to uh, the fight with Baldur was uh, was really good too, and then you have Freya trying to intervene the whole time, mm-hmm. and that whole thing is nuts. Do you think she's gonna turn bad, or do you think she's? Uh, I think the next game she'll be bad, and then she'll have to kind of like snap to it. Yeah, that's what I think too. I mean, she'll realize she's gonna help Odin out yeah. by. I think he'll take on Thor in the next one and a bunch of others. And then the last game, he'll probably fight Odin. Yeah. Yeah. It's an interesting dynamic. 
with Thor and Odin and all that stuff. Because in this, like, in, it's so weird because the, we have the Marvel Universe where you're like, Odin, sweet Anthony Hopkins with the one eye. Oh, how cute. Oh, man. Oh. The actual mythology is pretty messed up. Yeah. And then, and then you it's look at the game up. and they're like, we hate Odin. Yeah. We hate Thor. We hate all those douches. Yeah. Like, it was. it's, it's cool to see. But they tackled it so well. Do you, now, here's another thing, too. Do you remember when you go into Tears Vault and you see all the all the artifacts yeah. from the other? Do you think they're going to They'll have him go to other... I don't know. I mean, it would be cool. It'd be cool to have, like, even, you know, kind of like side missions things where you dip into other mythologies. and It's going to be like Assassin's Creed where, you, where he's going to go to other places. And mm-hmm. they're just going to release a new one every year. And same formula, same formula each time, mm-hmm. but they're gonna say it's different. Yeah, I didn't even, I haven't even like looked at Odyssey. They said it's good. They said it's good, mm-hmm. but it's like uh, they said Origins was good too. The big extension or, was or, Origins was the That's French Egypt. Revolution. Oh, or yeah, yeah. the French Egypt, Revolution was like the Egypt one. You can, I, I, I lost interest when you shoot an arrow and you can literally control <laughs> where it goes. I'm like, <laughs> I love that feature. I beat that game, and it was like. It was like you were playing the game, and then all of a sudden it was like, oh, your wife is now the leader of the Templars. And, and it's just like, like it, the game progressed in like years. Oh, spoiler warning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you're, just, you're just playing, and then all of a sudden the game's over. And it's been like 20 years since the beginning. And all you've been doing is just running around the desert trying to kill like exotic animals so you can upgrade your stuff. Isn't and then it... like the story just progresses, and you don't even do anything. So because he didn't do anything, that's why the Templars rose to power. Didn't is, even do his job. Is there like a huge snake in that game that you have to fight or something? Yes. It's yeah. like you you go into the pyramid and then you hit a bunch of smoke, which is just peyote, and you have a ballsy, trippy dream. And that's where you find it. Hmm. 420, baby. Time to fight a snake. <laughs> Big ol' snake. It turns out it was... No. <laughs> let's not. You're like, let's not... don't go there. Like, my wife Alex Jones me. doesn't approve. You're like, listen, my wife will kill me if we talk about that over the air. You, you guys know, have you already know she's gonna be listening to this. Yeah, that's we true. Wines. What's your wife's name? Her name's Megan. My wife's name is Natalie. Natalie. Yeah, we met in the MTC in Guatemala. Oh, Wait, really? Really? Huh? Where's she, she from? She's from Draper. She served her mission in Nicaragua. Nicaragua. And she emailed she's me a on Nika. that last P day. She's like, hey, we dated for three months, we were engaged for three months, and we were married. Dang it. Excellent. Flawless victory. That's why I'm telling you, you're just going to go out there, and you're just going to find one, you're going to look her in the eye, and you're going to be like, listen, everybody playing games all the time, let's just get married, let's just do it. And now they had a babality. Give give the sheave Palpatine. (laughs) Do it. Do it. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I saw you and your wife at D.I., yeah, that was part weird. of it that, that spawned it, because I'm like, that looks just like Derek Davidson, but I don't want to approach him by saying something really weird. You would look like a person that shops at DI. Yeah. <laughs> the beanie <laughs> and the beard. You're like, yeah, you look like a, like a, like a frequent flyer. Yeah. Is I this actually, from DI? What are you wearing? No. I, this is American Eagle. This oh. is Kohl's. Uh. These are American Eagle. Mm. I do most of my shopping online now. Oh, yeah. That's all you have to do now. Louder with Crowder.com. <laughs> Louder with Steven Crowder. Got this from my job for free, so. Nice. Yeah. Communism. I don't shop. I have a shop for my own clothes and forever. 
It's great having a wife. It's just great. It's oh, she buys your clothes for you? Yeah. That's lit. I get compliments on my that, clothes, too. Oh, yeah. Wow. It's nice to have someone to, that says, like, hey, you know, you should wear this. This yeah. looks good. What would uh, what would you guys say are the biggest benefits of married life? Because the first three episodes we've had, everybody's been single. So, like, mm. this is a fresh perspective. What do you? What would you guys say are the biggest benefits besides... Um, you know, the besides obvious, besides the bedoinky doink, <laughs> besides intercourse, <laughs> what would you say are some of the biggest benefits? You go first. We'll just trade off. Well, no, how, how no, you've you been go. married. I've married uh, three years. I said two in really December. Three years, three and a half, almost. Wow. Sheesh. Yeah. So every like March third is the um, my mission anniversary, and then September second is my wedding anniversary and they're exactly six months apart huh. so every six months I celebrate an anniversary of either our anniversary or home from the mission anniversary hmm. so when it's my mission anniversary it's it's that year minus a half hmm. huh I think the, the number one perk though <laughs> maybe not the number one but a, a big perk is you don't have to go through the whole dating game thing and just kind of dealing with totally agree. with unless you're unfaithful yeah. <laughs> then you deserve it. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you don't accept monogamy. I, I mean, do you ever go out with your wife and like you see other people who are just dating and you mm-hmm. feel bad for them because like, oh, we don't have to do that. They're like smiling the whole time and they're like, you have to be. You can happy tell that sometimes like, it's a facade. They're so dressed. You can up tell by the posture of the dudes uh, that exactly. they're super nervous. Like, That's me. They raise his hand. They're just like, I'm like, so you like to exist, don't you? Why are you yelling? They That's exactly like, it. They have to be like ultra chill and ultra cheery the whole time, yeah. and they're just they're and um the word I used was uh, it wasn't angst. Maybe it was. Maybe no. anxious. Angst. Was apprehensive. Apprehension. Yeah. Uh-huh. And yes. so I, I I googled the definition of the word apprehension, and it's fearing a future doom or evil. <laughs> is the actual thing? Well, that's and what so, happens when you marry the wrong person. <laughs> that's perfect. It is doom <laughs> and evil. We were here. We were here on uh, in Provo on New Year's Eve, and I went to get like a veggie platter or something, and I just looked around at all these college stage single people on New Year's Eve, like probably the most anxious day, of, uh, one of the most anxious days of the year. And, and I just looked at all these people, and I was like, they were filled with apprehension. Everyone just awaiting this doom, like their future, like, what's going to happen? And that's why I feel about people who are just dating. I can it's confirm just, that. It's just I a constant it's just thing like, on your mind. You're so chill. Like, you put on your sweats and you go to the movies. And like, yeah. That's great. You know, I think, I've, I've talked before how I think the stack, I think the deck is almost stacked in, in women's favor for a lot of the dating stuff. But it's also, I mean, it's tough for anybody yeah. who's going on no, first dates. I get ner- I get super nervous for every first date. Like my roommates mm-hmm. have to talk me into going because half the time I'm like, I have to find an excuse. I have to find a reason not to go. But then I end up going, and then yeah. you know, once you get in, it's like, oh, okay. Cool. You need to propose. Yeah. I'm telling you. yeah, I, I need to pull out that ring I've been saving. Yeah. Do you really have a ring? Oh. Uh, no. What happened Good. to it? You actually, you know, you had one? Uh, I actually had purchased one when I was dating a girl when I got home from a mission. To be oh, engaged. yeah. I didn't and then this. and then I saw the light. It was. It was not. It was not going to work. So you saw the doom and evil. The rain's stars in Africa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Toto came to me and uh, and sing you out of that relationship. Remember who you are. That's such a good point, though. Man, the dating stuff. I, I was talking to my yeah, friends the other night. I was like, I wish I could just skip first dates and go to second. <laughs> like, can we consider this date number two, please? Because the first date, there's so much anxiety that goes yeah. into it. Even if you aren't an anxious person, yeah. most of the time you're going to be like, yeah. ugh. 
Definitely not our first date was a breakfast date, which some people said that doesn't count. It totally counts. How, how does that not... I don't know. They said breakfast doesn't count. Who makes the criteria? It's, it's literally like, like it would almost like, you know, discouraging because I text her like, hey, you want to go out on a Friday? And she's like, actually, I can't. I work. And I was like, okay, maybe we can do like, well, Tuesday night? Like, I don't work on Tuesdays. And she's like, no, I can't. I can't. I can't. And she just kept like saying she couldn't, which is very discouraging. And she was like, uh, Friday breakfast? I was like, yeah. Hats off to you guys for being resourceful. Neaters, yeah. unlimited French toast, so you can exactly show how much happened. of a glutton you oh, are. Oh, and Neaters. This, this is what I've <laughs> Neaters, and I haven't been there. I need so to. we went to Neaters, <laughs> we ate breakfast, then we oh, went wow. back to her house. What? That was a guest. Yeah, we went to Neaters. Oh. And uh, we went back to her house, and uh, her brothers were playing the uh, Halo Master Chief Collection. Ooh, and, and so yeah. I was fresh on my mission, had played video games for a long time. Um, and I, and so I, we bonded like right away because her brothers are like a year and a half. One's, one's a year and a half. The other one's like, uh, only 12. A year and a half years old, huh? You're another one playing Halo. These children come out of the womb uh, so advanced. I mean, they pick up Xbox controllers. 23 and 21. That's how old they are right now. And I'm 24, so it fits. Um, my wife's older than me, by the way. Cha-ching. Cougar. Uh, yeah. Mm. Sweet. Mm. Older women. Um... <laughs> How much older? She's she's uh, twenty. No, she's thirteen months older than me. So oh, I thought you were about to say she's thirty. <laughs> no, she's thirty nine. She's twenty five right now. Was, I'm twenty four. Thirty ten. Um, but for one month, for one month, she'll be thirty, and I'll still be twenty eight. I was about to say, dude. I was like, dude. There's no way she's in her thirties, and if she is, <laughs> what's her secret? Like, <laughs> no. Um, no, we're just we're. Um, but anyway, we bonded super quick, and then she, uh, uh, and, and so from day one, it was just like, like, I let her know I eat a lot of food, and I like video games, and, like, nothing was, nothing was a facade, and that was, like, through our whole dating, and what we'd do most date nights is we would, like, do something fun, and then we'd get a blanket and put it out in the backyard, and just, like, talk for hours. Ah, the blanket uh, talks. Yeah. And then we'd make out. Talk. Oh, yeah, there it is. And we'd make out. But there, were, there, was plenty of talk. there was plenty of talk. And we'd talk about the future and what we wanted. And it, it literally accelerated, like, what would take, you know, a year of dating compacted. It's how long it took me. Three months. <laughs> Wait, yours was three months dating, three months engaged, and then. No. No, we. Uh, Doing it. We, oh, my gosh. <laughs> we started dating on the 17th of December, 2015. But then we got married exactly a year later to the nice. day. So we, we dated for six, six for six. nine months, engaged for three. That's an eternity married. It's, it's, it's easy to remember the uh, the day we started dating because it's exactly the same yeah. day. It's the day you got married. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> nice. nice. Smart. Yeah, that's how you do it. Yeah. And you see them in all four seasons. So I make sure last, they're. I called my last companion, who was uh, Elder Infante. Cute little guy from the Dominican Republic. An infant. Um, and uh, I told him I'd be married in six months. I was like, mark my word. And so got a mission released March 3rd, but my parents came, so we, we left Guatemala on March 10th. So, you know, I was released on March 10th. Uh, but my last day of my mission was March 3rd. I was married September 2nd. Which was one day before that six-month mark. Totally nailed it. Is that why you picked that date? No. <laughs> no. Just you're so like, I, ha- I can't lose this bet. Just so I don't happens. care if you're not ready. We're doing this. That's where that $1,500 yeah. uh, <laughs> withdrawal from the bank account came from. It wasn't from Red Dead. It was from that the bet. <laughs> right. Except you won it. That wouldn't I wonder sense. how much a horse would cost, though. 
Oh, a real probably horse? more than a car. Like Seven thousand dollars. One of my buddies who he was in the Central Mission. He helped pay for his mission by selling horses. Nice. Whoa. He was a horse wrestler. He, he, he found went, him in the wild, <laughs> tamed him, and sold him. Jumped on him, and he just leaned left to right. He held a controller out instead of the saddle. <laughs> like, oh, I just got to lean left, lean right. It worked. And then after, after 30 seconds, the horse was totally chill. And then $10,000 magically appeared in his bank account. Just popped up a green, like, on the, on the live screen. <laughs> XP gained. Um, I have to make up my own thing. What's great? About yeah, what's marriage? your what's your greatest marriage benefit? Sleep. You can't you sleep. can't say that you, you can't say outfits because you already said that. Yeah, that doesn't true. count. She buys all my clothes, which is great. She does all the finances, but and that's not like a marriage wide thing. But oh, I'd love that. It's wonderful. It's great. Make my, my budget. That. Yeah, I'm just like, do we have money? She's like, yes, we have money. I'm like, great. <laughs> We're not in massive debt, crippling debt. Great. Yeah. Um, Are we still in debt? Yes, honey. <laughs> Thank you. Great. <laughs> she takes care of us. I've, I've never like seen a bill. I don't know what bills look like. <laughs> I don't know. Um, no, I'd say biggest benefit of marriage is like um, when you look out into the future. At least this is the way it was for me. So I was single. I was looking forward in the future, and I was like, "What's gonna happen? Like the, my future is this kind of black, you know? Ooh, who knows? It could go anywhere." And then, so when I got married, actually, our, our second wedding night. Uh, we were just talking, we had gotten to Mexico on our honeymoon, mm. and um, and it hit me that, like, you know, the future is all unclear. It's like this, you know, the David A. Bednar fog. Loves old the, it's it's <laughs> sunny, but there's fog, so you can only see a few steps ahead of you. Have you seen that? His revelation. Maybe, I, I don't know. Something like that. Okay. But I realized that, like, I didn't have to worry about, like, a huge portion of my life for the rest of my life. Like, like if if you know the future, the what could happen, the, the uncertainty of it. There was one thing I was totally certain was that I had someone who would love me and who would take care of me and who would be my partner and who would for the rest of my life, eternity, really. So kind of having that like it security. Was, yeah, it, and it totally like that was my big fear. At least as a youth, I was like, what if I get married to someone, you know, and I invest all my like love and time and they cheat on me? Like mm. that that was the biggest fear of like my my. Of the future was like, you know, you imagine yourself as like a 45-year-old guy with three kids and you're divorced because your wife just ran off with some hotter dude. Yeah, um, she upgraded. Yeah. And, and but I, I could see in my wife and, and, and in myself, too, that I'd never have to worry about it. Like, I never, and it was, it was a huge, like, the, this huge weight just came off. That was a huge benefit to yeah. at least temple marriage. I don't know if all marriages get that, but well, without yeah. temple marriage, yeah. I mean, and not all temple marriages get it. Not even that. For but the record, uh, uh, members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints have structures called temples that are. I don't want to say elite clubs, but you kind of it's it's like you have to Need live a membership. A certain, yeah, <laughs> like it's not anybody can just go in. Like you have no. to get special like religious leader approval. Let's call it like Costco. It's like a Costco yeah. membership. You you need like, yeah. You have to be beautiful. You have you, to be like anybody worthy. can go to the snack bar. Anybody can walk into a Costco and go to the snack bar. But like, mm-hmm. you to can't actual buy their laptops. 
Yeah, you, you can't buy any of the merchandise unless you have a membership. Now, there's not different tiers to it either. It's just it's just one temple recommend to go through. And then one of the biggest things we believe you in Costco is... Costco member? Maybe that's my second biggest benefit to marriage. Costco member. I, see, Correct. I have not gotten Costco membership yet. It doesn't serve me any purpose. It makes you, you get cheap gas and uh, your wife that. brings home delicious muffins. And humongous bags of Swedish fish. I mean, I have considered buying in bulk and just not going to Smith's every day. But I like going to Smith's every day. It fills It fills up the time. And wastes my gas. Do you remember the Tiendas? Yes, good old Tiendas. Oh, no. But anyway, as the disclosure goes, basically um, LDS people, for short, they believe that people can be married for all time and eternity in the temples. And versus a, uh, a marriage done through the state. Um, till death do you part till death do you part so when you die it's done so that's the biggest thing cool eternal marriage marriage. yeah that's security because like with your job and education that's always uncertain but Mm -hmm. when you have that person that is your partner eternal partner literally eternal partner that is definitely a great uh a great comfort it's a huge benefit huge now the biggest benefit that i find from marriage um because I am married, and uh, she'll be here on Tuesday, flying in from Russia. Nice. Yeah, mail order bride. Mm. No, JK, not really. I'm going to tell you, this is my irreverent uh, best thing about marriage. You get to slap her butt all the time. <laughs> all the time. I love it. What a wonderful perk. I am like, and my wife was told, and, and she, she let me know, um, that she she had a coworker that was married, and so she was, we were about to get married, and her coworker was like, look out, your husband is going to hump you. All the time. Oh my word! Oh no! <laughs> and it's, I mean, it's not, it's not true to that extent, but like, you just like walk, you like walk past the most beautiful woman that you've ever seen, and she's like, she's there all the time, and you just. So what you're space. saying is, it's wonderful, and she loves it too. It's the best part. As long as you both are cool with it, and yeah. the, the favor is returned. Yeah. Let me just say. Totes. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 She's just like getting ready in the mirror, and I just walk up behind her. So, so speaking. Okay, so speaking of. So what you're saying is, you know, referencing the great Kathy Newman, uh, Jordan Peterson interview. What you're saying is, okay, <laughs> suck. So Christian, you you mentioned that you had some you had some beef with society that you wanted to air out yes. right here and now for I want the to air record. Out my beef about the anger against the patriarchy. Okay. Like what the patriarchy. Elaborate. Is, why it's so bad. Um, this is my elaboration. I had a friend, he was talking about one of his beasts with the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, was that women couldn't hold the priesthood and that women can't hold leadership positions in the church. There won't be women apostles, there won't be a woman president in the church. Right. And so I originally, in the argument, not argument, just discussion, uh, just tried to explain that women do hold leadership positions and they can receive, you know, like, really society presidents, they're set apart um, to have, you know, religious authority over their organizations. But thinking about it later, I realized that um, it's just better. It's better to have a patriarchy. And that patriarchal societies are the most successful societies. And you can play this whole, uh, oh, but equality is so much more important. Like, or not even equality, but I think equity. No, equality. Mm-hmm. Equity is better. Equality is not. Um, so are we defining patriarchy as a group um, of men or a, a male or dominated. A structure or just a specific structure it's not even male dominated because that's that's the wrong male word. structure is yeah. probably yeah male more is what the the common meaning yeah. is what people mean by yeah. when they say patriarchy. people think right. male dominance right. like they think the men, men are so, dominating and i don't mean it from like a government perspective like we should have a patriarchal government i'm saying a patriarchal society structure so that a father is the head of the household with a mother on the same level equal 
but different. Not but, I hate the word but. Equal and different. That the father has roles to fulfill, the mother has roles to fulfill. Same yeah. level. And it's it's the best, it's the best, best society possible. has ever gotten. And, yeah. and so I was trying to explain like, oh yeah, but you know, women still kind of do. And I should have just said, that's because it's the best. Like it works the best. It's proven to work the best. It's it the best. Work the best. He's the best. Forever. And so people give all this like beef to the patriarchy, and guys want to be like, well, yeah, but you know, I treat women the same and all that stuff. Like, it's not a patriarchy. It's we need to stop using the word patriarchy for guys being buttholes, and start yeah. saying, no, we do want a patriarchy. You want a strong, responsible father with a good, responsible mother, like, and have a patriarchal society. That's a good point to to bring up. It's I think it's good because women's rights. Because the women's suffrage movement happened what early 1900s, uh, 1930? but even that, but even then, I mean, no, it was pre World War One, right, right. So we're, I mean, but we're finally getting to a point where like we're erasing a lot of the stigmas, and I do feel bad for women sure. who feel like they're in workplaces or environments that don't permit them to grow right. and right. and all that stuff. I I just think that there's a problem. I think it's good that we are addressing issues that um, women face in the workplace. Um, and you know, the, uh, like, like, um, uh, whatchamacallit, um, sexual abuse, misconduct, mm-hmm. stuff like mm-hmm. that. Like that's huge. Of course you want to weed that mm-hmm. stuff out. The problem is it's when we have the two sides clashing, it's the two extremes. Mm-hmm. So it's the left saying all men are evil. And then the right's like, no men are evil. Yeah. Feminism no men are evil. Cancer. Yeah, and it, it's literally creating this huge rift because both both of those statements are are fallacies. They're not true. So right. that's the problem. That that's the juggling act that you, that, that we have to yeah. that we're stuck with what, now. That's what like the big thing. So if I were to define the word patriarchy in one simple definition, is that it's a society where men place women and children as the paramount, most important thing in their own lives. Yeah, that's a good and point. So, you're, you you lead, like you the one that goes out and fights the wars and you, you hunt the deer or whatever. And because the most important thing in your society is the woman and the children that belong to that woman that was yours. The other big thing too, I think it's Jordan Peterson who talked about how there are industries where they, they have to be male dominated. Mm-hmm. and there The are, military, yeah. for one. You can't, I mean totally. men, just by their physical structure... You know, right now we don't have any women in special operations groups, you know, just because of their inability physically to carry the amount they need to carry and go the distance that men need to go to accomplish a certain mission. You know, if it's to take out some insurgents, take out a leader, and they have to do it on the ground. It's just... You're carrying a ton of weight. Yeah. Yeah. All this stuff, it's like, it's it's not... it's not going to be conducive for women. It's what the church teaches. Like, men and women, uh, husband and wife are equal. Their roles are just different. Right. That's it. The worth. Everybody's worth is the same. Yeah. 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 It's just different roles. Yeah. Different. Uh, yeah. And so this is the great part about yeah. it. It's like that when you leave it all to, like, freedom, like, you just let people choose their own path. They choose to traditional gender roles. But many people go... Like, because my wife, uh, what she wanted for Christmas was a sewing machine. She's a little homemaker. It's wonderful. And, like, so she, you know, she did her bachelor's degree, and she needs to go on to get a master's to do her career or whatever. And so a lot of people would push for that. Like, get your career, get it in order, and then have kids. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, I don't want to. And I, I said, like, if you want to go on and get your master's degree, yeah. do it, lady. Yeah. But she's like, no, I want to have kids. And so uh, she decided to have kids. She got a, a sewing machine. She got a 
all this baby stuff for Christmas, and she's like nesting into this, you know, oppressed woman. Uh, yeah, but air quote. Yeah, there's targets on quote, women's back like that because they fit a traditional mold of, I I think having children is more important than anything else right now, and I'm going to dedicate my time to that. Mm-hmm. There's absolutely no problem with that because yeah. that is a job in itself. My mom, if she had her, if she had like control over everything that's transpired over the years, she would have picked to stay at home and raise the kids because mm-hmm. that was the most important thing for her, yeah. and she couldn't because she had to put food on the table. So. She had to go and work, and I get that. I think other things too is that other people are fulfilled by by different things. Some, I'm not saying there are women there who who think yeah. children suck, yeah. but there are women out there who rearing a child is not large. They feel more fulfilled because of certain events and stimuli they've been exposed to throughout yeah. their life that they want to accomplish something. And I think this is the important thing too is that when it's referenced as the patriarch, an industry where a woman like works way up the ranks and does awesome that's great and they should be heralded for what they do it's just you shouldn't use that as an excuse to like slander women who mm-hmm. decide to fit the traditional mold have babies and there's plenty of families who kind of have like a hybrid role it's like both parents work they make they juggle schedules either because they need to mm-hmm. or it's because they find it fulfilling to have jobs and do those things and as long as you can make a family work on your own, by all means, do it. Just don't ostracize other people for not fitting your mold. Mm-hmm. I think that's a huge problem that we yeah. have. Thoughts on patriarchy, Mr. Davidson? I do think that the the f- feminist feminism is a right now it leaves a sour taste in our mouths. It's got a yeah. negative. It's got a negative connotation, right? But feminism originated with kind of you know women's suffrage and you know equality in the workplace no discrimination which we're all on board with the majority of society's on board with that's why that Gillette but, commercial missed the mark by like yeah a that's a th- yeah that's one that's really pushed a lot of people's buttons to yeah. be honest i didn't find it i didn't find it offensive what? triggered what? I, I, I wasn't i this is the thing i had a problem with kids wrestle kids do that stuff like Yes, you want kids to be outside and, like, I don't know, you don't want to nerf a child's uh, rearing and upbringing because they need to go through Mm -hmm. stuff. I'm Mm -hmm. not saying, like, bullying absolutely should be, like, we should do everything possible to stop it. You're never going to bullying. You're never going to stop it. But, like, when the guy's like, we don't settle things with our fists, it's like, who knows? They're probably just screwing around. Yeah, you should let your kids roughhouse. Men do that. Men are naturally like that. And it's so helpful. Like, it's so helpful to your own psyche. Yeah. I think one of the things, even, I think Jordan Peterson was saying it, that it's so important to realize that you have skills, because, um, I know my wife's going to listen to this, I hope her family doesn't listen to it, her little brother, <laughs> her little brother's a little behind in, he's 12, no, he's 11, he's about to turn 12, but he's just behind in skills, like, he just, he can't do anything. Like, yeah. he's like, I can't do that, I can't do that, I can't do that. And it's because no one ever challenged him, and it's so important to, like, I think this is what Jordan Peterson was saying, you have to know your skills. Like, if you get into a fight, you learn what you're capable of, and, like, oh, my gosh, I can beat people up. And then the best thing to do is that you know that you can beat people up, and you don't. You, like, choose not to, or you choose when to, because there's times to beat people up, and there's times not to. Like in a sport. That self-control, that, like, that ability to, you know, have a skill and say, I can do this. But I don't. Like yeah, that. kids need to be able to go out and be active and do all that yeah. stuff. Girls, girls too. Girls wrestle around, yeah. especially if, yeah. especially if they have 
brothers. Yeah. I know. told my wife if that situation ever happened, I would go like if they're hitting, if they're hurting each other. Yeah, at that point you separate them. But separate them, be like, what's the deal here? And they'd be like, he's stupid. He's stupid. I'd be like, okay. Solve hey, it. newsflash! And I would you're push both them stupid. back together. I would push them back together and be like, okay, solve it. Round yeah, two, top. fight. <laughs> go. I'm like, listen, you can't. Then I proceed to start taking bets from all the other dads <laughs> in the neighborhood. And... Boys will be boys. Like, no, boys won't be boys. Like. Like he needs to understand. That he's what's wrong with that phrase? Something. Like, what's wrong with boys will be boys? That's not. A... Well, it's because o- people automatically put the worst thing that they can think of with it. It's the same thing with with, with Trump. Right well, it was the, it was the same thing with Trump where um, the the, um, the Pussygate where that yeah. happened. And, oh yeah. And and basically the whole a lot of people who defended it said, "Well, boys will be boys." That locker room talk. I'll agree. That was very. Bad thing to Luke? say. That was so, <laughs> was so the fact bad. he won after that, that would have sunk any other candidate. But mm-hmm. you yeah. know Burr talk about that? No. Where he's like he's like, Can we just blame Hillary Clinton already? Like he said three things a week that would torpedo any politician's campaign. It's like you're and playing Hillary a football still lost. He's like, it's like you're playing a football game and the other team throws twenty interceptions I, and you still lose the game. I would dare to say if Bernie So BYU. Said, <laughs> if Bernie Sanders won, or if Bernie Sanders would have ran, I think he would have won. Yeah, I, I think yeah. it would have been a landslide. To be totally honest, yeah. Yeah. Uh, th- the arrogance of the D- the DNC uh-huh. and a lot of those yeah. to know, like to, to hurt Bernie, like not even like not even trying to just win. Bernie re- had a movement going. Yeah. Bernie, not even to like you yeah. know ruin Republicans and and like Democrats were just Democrats, but that the Democratic Party. Hurt people within their own parties to put Hillary Clinton and Bernie <laughs> on. Oh, and they Bernie, just eat themselves alive. Yeah, yeah party, and like, Bernie yeah. had a huge movement going amongst young people, minorities. Like he had a ton of people. It was very reminiscent of Obama. Obama killed it in that uh-huh. in those areas in his elections. Like you literally have the blueprint blueprint to win the election. Follow it. But it was a petty. It was a petty squabble because he was an independent beforehand, mm-hmm. so he didn't have the ties in the party that everybody wanted him to have. Mm-hmm. And okay, you yeah. you chose you chose the party over the candidate, and you and you ultimately lost. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And even Which is with so dumb. I and, hate so when parties. the people when the people complain about Trump so much, like yes, there's so much stuff wrong with Trump, but at the same time, why don't you look inward and like mm-hmm. think like. Yeah, maybe we shot ourselves in the foot. Maybe it's time to clean house mm-hmm. here. Super shot themselves in the foot. Somebody who's because a... someone said, I think that like there's a limit to illegal immigration. We should probably do something about that. And they went racist. <laughs> like they went way over the top. The and divisiveness. They're like, is... they're like holy crap. And they're, they're yeah. so that person's like, you know, I'm sick of being called racist because I believe in national sovereignty. Yeah. Like, and I want Mexicans to come here legally. I want them to come here. Yeah, and and they're like, so I'm voting for Trump. Like, F you guys. And that's why I think Trump is a giant middle finger. That's what he is. Yeah. He's just a big old middle finger. He's a personified he, Yeah, it's ugly finger. to look at, ugly to hear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But people it want so what he's it's doing. Bold. It's, it's bold. And you feel yeah. so good to, like, you get cut off by someone because they're like, you're driving normal and they cut you off and then they give you that look like it's your fault and you just give them the finger and it feels so good. But that's, but that's, <laughs> that's another, what Donald Trump does. That's another problem with having Trump as president because a lot of it, like, presidents actually have a very, very small, like, realm of power that they can have mm-hmm. in terms of legislation. Mm-hmm. It's the fact They're that more they, of the face of the They co- are the, the figurehead. Country. Yeah, they are the literal face of the country and we've got the orange man, <laughs> like, who, like, listening to him give a speech is just like, oh my gosh, it's a it's a series of run-on sentences. Like, yeah, I would, I would not <laughs> like to be represented you make run-on sentences by Trump as a country, yeah. but... Yeah, that's why, I'm, like, 
I've become as far more as conservative. who he is the person. Yeah, I've become more conservative since uh, since he was elected because I was like, eh, politics, whatever. Yeah. But so since in from 2016 mm-hmm. to today, be, researched a lot more, watched all a ton of stuff. Yeah. I've drowned myself in the Daily News, uh, the Daily Show. Yeah. So like left and right, I just yeah. I took in as much as I could, and Both I've come sides. out conservative. But I won't vote for Trump in 2020. I'll vote for. I mean, I hope Ted Cruz runs again. Oh, I would love Ted Cruz to to run. Or there's just, rumor. There's rumor Beto's going to run for the left. Beto would put up a huge yeah. fight. Mm-hmm. Beto would be a huge problem. Yeah, and and like and I could get behind even like even if a Democrat wins, I might always just push for conservative values. I consider yeah. I, not necessarily. So they need to have someone in the middle. Which you is know? impossible. I mean, they, they have to be so far right. Ron Paul's or so not, far left. Well, Ron, yeah. Why do they have to be Ron, so? We're, we're not. We're not ready for Ron Paul. Yeah. I agree with a lot of Ron. He's a little extreme in some areas. Uh, but probably, what I'm candidate is it? The one person I like listening to on the left is Bill Maher. Bill Maher. He run, he's had a talk show on HBO for years. I've seen his face. Because he he stays true to a lot of liberal policies, but the biggest thing is, yeah. is he hates the current generation of how like crybabyish yeah. they are. That's like and... Dave Rubin. You heard Dave? Rubin? Yeah, I love Dave, Dave Rubin. Rubin. He's one of the most. Love Dave Rubin. He's he's so good. Yeah. He's Dave. he's left. He, he used to work for like, the Young Turks. The Young Turks are. Yeah. Oh my gosh. The Young the Young bomb. Turks is like the Infowars of the left. Yeah. That's that's yep. what the Young yep. Turks yep. is to, to me. So yep. much unfounded stuff. They're all about like pushing some type of yeah. like. Like edgy image, like Shank yeah. Oiger is one of the biggest douches. Yeah, on. every time I look at Anna Kasparian's face, I want to vomit. Like I get <gasps> Hassan Piker. I don't know. I only. I, I mean, I've watched Hassan Piker is their dude that Shank. they put out on like Facebook Man. and Twitter. Man, Shank's some. He's just a windbag. Some, no, he's a uh, punk. There's just a lot very, of punks. He's condescending. Yeah. Yeah. Like what? Like there's like not respectful. Would, yeah. Like ben, when Ben Shapiro would like debate him at Politicon, mm-hmm. Shapiro won because he wasn't condescending yeah. to the crowd. It was a it was, great debate. It's because just Google it, you guys. Google it. Google it. It's called the internet. It's called It's like it's Google it. And then the funniest memes are the ones where they're like, "Have you heard of the Armenian genocide?" And he's like, "Oh no," because he's Turkish. Yeah. And oh. like still in denial about it. Yeah. You're like, oh, oh. man. It's just tough. I I have been trying to understand more because I was, uh, I mean, I grew up in like a super red area. John Boehner was our congressman. So like he was the speaker of the house for a while. Like, and part of town I grew up in was all, all red. You had a few people who were left leaning, but Dayton. Were you in Dayton? Yeah. 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 Dayton, Montgomery County. No, Miami County. My grandpa was born in Dayton. Yeah. Good old. I grew up in Texas. 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 The land of Alex Jones. I was born in yeah. Kentucky, and then moved to Utah. Kentucky. We were neighbors. We're all rednecks. We're all rednecks. But yeah, so I, I, was, I was a Republican by nature, or by being, yeah. or by nurture, essentially. Mm-hmm. It was, that's all we heard was right, right, right. And mm-hmm. then you kind of get to grow up and go out on your own and learn yeah. stuff, and you kind of see things for how they are. So... I had to become a full-blown Utahan recently to, you know, save $6,000 on tuition. So I had to get a new license. I had to get a registration, all that stuff. Then they have the voter registration. And I was like, oh, I can become unaffiliated. Oh. And I marked it. So I'm not part of a political party now. Whoa, whoa. Yay. Nice. Party systems. You're part posed. of the unaffiliated party. Whoa, whoa. Uh, I definitely consider myself more 
libertarian minded, but mm-hmm. I just think the Democratic. I, I align mostly with Republican, but there's still some things there that are just too yeah, political, yeah, by nature, and I just can't align with everything yeah. that they do. That's why I, I like. And I I started out and I knew I didn't want to be Republican, but I knew nothing about anything, so I just you know drowned myself in information and I came out yeah as a libertarian conservative, and so because libertarians perfect. can go so far as to support abortion because. The government shouldn't have the right to limit mm-hmm. anything, right? But, but conservative values still conservative. So I believe abortion's that. probably one of the biggest topics yeah. that I've, I think I've become more well-rounded in. Because I don't think it, yeah. I don't think I don't think you can have a pro-life or a pro-choice because if you are pro-life, like one of the reasons why like arguments against abortion is we need to have adoptions. Um, mm-hmm. we need to, there are people who want children and they should get children but if that works then why do we have a foster care system right yeah. now yeah. like uh, one that like a, a, lar- a, a large portion of those children are exposed to yeah. like abuse and things like mm-hmm. that like so we can't logically expect that issue yeah. to be gone yeah. when in a perfect world yeah every unwanted child could have a family to go to but that's not possible yeah. another thing that really struck me too one of the biggest things that made me not really have aside on that issue was I read an article that one of my friends posted on Facebook about how they talked about the demographics of people who are having abortions and a lot of times they're growing up in poor areas. Mm-hmm. Those are the ones who are stigmatized, they are in crappy neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. It's like yep. you're gonna you're gonna push them so hard yeah. to make sure this child is born. And a lot of them already have a kid or two. Yeah. Yeah. And they realize they're like, oh my gosh, I bit off more than I can chew. I can't, I can't provide for this child. It's an uh, like I literally can't provide for it. Yeah. And then they also have the the in cases of rape or incest yeah. or abuse, yeah. and you know that something happens yeah. that causes them to. I, I'm down. I'm down for that. The, yeah. the five or whatever. So it's so crazy that there's people who like don't agree with that. Yeah. They're like, I don't care how bad that you yeah. trauma. That What's trauma? <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, what? And and I get it from the like it's it's like the moral argument that. If you're trying to, like, equate moral things, like, through just, you know, take out, like, feelings and all that, it's that no matter what, you're killing a baby. Even if it's a rape baby, it's still a baby. Yeah. And so they hold on to that, that moral Because thing. it's going to become a child. Yeah. Like, what else yeah. is it going to be? But like, it's, like, chicken? it's, just, like, it's no. so much, like, it's so involuntary. And that's my whole beef is that if you're getting an abortion for convenience, even if it's, like, a major convenience, like, you won't be able to provide. Like, you'll have to put up for adoption. It's still convenience the word the word convenience is so like light but and it's just it's tough too especially when it's men and women debating about it mm-hmm. because i feel like i have no skin in that game like like if i if i got a woman like if i got a woman pregnant and she came up to me and said i'm gonna have an abortion i'd be like well no let me i'll, I'll try to raise it on my own if you have the child i'll do everything i can to like yeah i'd step up to the plate but there's a lot of men who won't no you just described or don't know maybe the wife or that that girl just leaves him doesn't tell him and And then i've never gone i've never been pregnant i've never had to go through that that's that's a really tough yeah i mean my my still my whole deal is that like it's if it's pre-predicated on like your own choice like as crappy as sex education is in the united states of america everyone knows that if you have sex you might have a baby Oh yeah, you like you know what you're getting Everyone into. Everyone knows right. that, and so if you do become pregnant, you're like, oh shoot! Like it's it's uh, there was a great interview that Stephen Crowder did with a former director of Planned Parenthood, mm-hmm. and so saying like before 20 weeks, you know, it's chill or whatever. Before 20 weeks, they have functioning brain and they move around. They got little they fingers feel, and toes. And, they can feel things and all that. And um, 
because my wife was 19 weeks and we went in and had an ultrasound that was like to check, like to make sure all the fingers are developed and all that stuff. And it's like, you could go into that ultrasound and be like, your baby's growing healthily, right on track. Do you want to abort it? <laughs> like, you're still before the cutoff point and it's so right. mind-boggling. Uh, but anyway, so the Planned Parenthood director said that she had assisted in tons of abortions, had two abortions herself. What changed her, she was she's now against abortion, was that they had a... The doctor that did it at their clinic wouldn't use an ultrasound machine. It's pretty much you just stick the vacuum up there and move it around until you suck out all the pieces. Uh. Yeah, it's nasty. Um, and so, but he didn't use an ultrasound, but they said he was out one day, and so a different doctor from a different clinic came in, and he required that they use ultrasound because it's safer. He's like, I can tell what I'm hitting instead of just jabbing around blindly until it's all gone. And so this is what, it changed her. It took her about a week to really register it all, but she said she was looking, she was helping, assisting in the procedure, and she could, um, so the ultrasound came on, licked the baby, and then she watched as the baby fought. But the baby can't, so the baby like reacted to the it did, tools. Like, try to move away from the, yeah, the, the tools. Yeah, the tools come in oh because they gosh. feel it hurts. And so she, she said she watched this baby fight for its life for like five minutes, and then... And so she went home and she tried to wrestle with what she'd seen and what was really going on. Because she had always dismissed it as, you're just, you're just sucking out cells. It's just, it's pre-mortal ooze. Like, it's not a baby. It's just, it's just bleh. You know, you're sucking out it's comes body tube. parts. It's just red, red goop coming out of tube. And that's all it was inside, too. And so she watched it on the ultrasound and she's like, I can't do this anymore. Like, I can't, I can't justify it at all. And so the baby has, like, the fingers and started growing arms by, like, week six. And most people don't know they're pregnant until, like, week 12. Mm. And then another eight weeks to, like, get through that procedure. You're already at a 20-week baby or just before a 20-week baby for most abortions. And they're feeling it. Like, they're fighting against it. One thing I've thought of, just kind of, I don't don't think I have an answer for it. So, when when does, so, like, this is spiritual speaking level only. Interesting. So okay. from this point, we've had this debate before. I, I can already tell. Where you go? Where you go? Okay, but when does the when does the spirit go into the little body? Interesting. I I've always thought right conception personally, because but, technically, if we're getting crazy here, because most things in our belief is that most things are constituted by intelligence and matter. Right. Yeah. And yeah. Even the smallest of cells mm-hmm. have just a little bit of matter and and mm-hmm. an intelligence. Well, speaking of that, my wife told me an interesting fact. So. Um, that fetus that's growing in a pregnant woman started out as uh, an egg and a sperm that right. came together, right? So that those eggs were actually in that uh, that woman's fallopian tube since uh, birth, since birth, since conception, conception. Right? Yeah. So that that like piece of matter and DNA has been around has been around since they were an embryo mm-hmm. developing in the womb. Mm-hmm. So that's maybe maybe even at that point that's I don't really really think, think I don't agree with that but I mean because oh go ahead finish but I mean I don't know. That's or kind do of, you or do you think that maybe the godlike powers are manifested in that matter and intelligences are created and joined together to create something higher or better? Explain that <laughs> because those cells are forming together and growing something better. I mean we're we're made yeah, out of yeah. our organs all have additional cells that yeah. are doing their own thing. I mean mm-hmm. we're essentially an amalgam of yeah of different like, this is what Ben said, right? So it's just a bundle of cells. It's technically a bundle of cells and he points at the lady that said it said you're technically a bundle of cells. Yeah. Like that's all we are. 
That's all. Um, I I agree. Conception, uh, and maybe not, maybe not directly conception that the spirit enters the body, um, but that's the path it's on, and it definitely has. And I believe it definitely has the intrinsic value of a human at conception. Yeah. Right. And uh, and so the reason is because when the the sperm and the egg go together, it creates a brand new set of DNA. Like it's mm-hmm. not the woman's body because it's not made of her it's DNA. It's not her DNA. It's a totally it's a different. DNA. There's definitely code. an argument to be made for. It. And then the other thing too, at the end of the day, is with that with those spiritual matters, unless it's been revealed as doctrine, you're yeah. just like. Yeah. Eh. The, I, I yep. talked to my dad about it. This whole this same debate, and he said, uh, in the Book of Mormon, there's a point where um, the night before Christmas, Nephi uh, gets visited by the spirit of the Lord, and it says, "Tomorrow I will be born in Jerusalem." So, Jesus' oh. spirit was able to talk to him. But Jesus is kind of a special case, so yeah, it's yeah he transcends a lot of. And there is and another thing I think is um, there was a, a sister in our in our um, district with Natalie and I um, named Hermana Castillo. I think her new last name is Ramos. Um, but anyway, she just had a pre- premature baby, twenty five weeks, just Oof. as newbie as it can be. And lucky he's doing well so far. I think. And, Thank goodness. Uh, you know, we, he's. I mean, it's, it's heartbreaking to see the pictures. You know, I'm sure he'll be an adorable little kid. Um, but obviously he has his spirit in him at 25 weeks. Like it's not a gestational thing. It's not like that the, the body develops to a certain point before the spirit enters the body. Yeah. Um, or when it leaves like the birth canal. If I were to, this is as deep as I'll get, I've seen about it one time is what is like, if you could quantify the spark of life, like what takes an inanimate object to becoming an animate object? Like what is that spark? And I think it's agency. And so the little baby inside my wife, who's 25, he's kicking and punching and moving around all the time because it's his agency. He has the agency to move. And right. so I think the literal spark of life that God, like when he created life, it was that he gave an inanimate object, a bundle of cells, like agency. That was the whole breathing the spirit into Adam. He was just a, he's just a big old, pretty much bio, we're biological machines. Right, like covered in you know mechanics and all this. All we can once do. we have our mind, a mind of our own, really, right? right. Agency that's is we're... life. Like that's the difference yeah. is that you have your own agency. It's life, and so there. I, that's where I get into the argument. Like if it is just a blastocyst, like it's it's the recipe to create a body that is able to have agency, like the the actual. And that's why egg. I'm stoked to you know still be alive and learn stuff because there's still a lot of things that are haven't been answered and will be answered and we also get to have the joy of finding it out ourselves too because i've thought about that like yeah if our brain controls a lot of our body movements like when does the spirit like the spirit come into play like it's interesting it's a it's a weird thing and there's no like there's no like quantifiable evidence of like it's just incomprehensible by science right now in our minds it's something that we'll have to learn yeah probably after this life or yeah during, It'd be cool yeah. if we learned it before. I'd, I'd be down. I'd hey, be like, hey, listen. President we, Nelson's about to drop some yeah. sweet revelation yeah, on dude's us. Dude's the craziest so. hype prophet we've ever had. He's <laughs> Seriously. Like, he's he's piping it up on Twitter like, hey, about to drop some new revelation next conference. What? what? Buckle up. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. President Nelson is so nuts. He has so many <laughs> mic drop moments. Just, <laughs> to our like, church. Wow. Boom. To our church. Boom. To our ministering boom yeah all this stuff you're like whoa oh, and then the the youth advancement boom, boom. yeah <laughs> yeah youth i didn't know about youth advancement someone had to tell me think of every I negative will. aspect of the Seriously. church and it's probably going to change it and then well i probably won't say it, 
maybe. Temple stuff. Oh, Boom. Yeah. oh yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, totally. Than, uh, Boom. I haven't been since the changes. Huge. Though. That stuff has been huge. Yeah. Huge. But, like, I know so many women. I, been. I know so many women in the church who just, they, they don't feel, as much as the doctrine is there and as much as they've heard it, they just don't feel like they're important or respected. Like, mm. it's huge. It's yeah. huge. It's huge. Huge. Good old Donnie. I wonder if Donnie will ever accept the gospel. That's a great question. Listen, I've been, I mean, when I was on earth, I was a wonderful person. I want to I mean, Jordan I, Peterson. Oh, JP. Oh, he would make very credible bishop. Yeah. Just and he, but he's still, for, he's a faith-driven person. Oh, yeah, he's very Christian. He's, one person I do he's like. he's so logical, I think he would snap up the Book of Mormon. One, like, one person, makes total sense. One person I do like listening to is Sam Harris because he takes a lot of the philosophical stuff and he has a fresh perspective because he's an atheist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he approaches stuff from such an analytical mm-hmm. aspect that there are a lot of arguments he brings to the table that are very well-rounded because he's compiled so much data and just knows inside mm-hmm. and out. He's a really cool guy. Um, I think him and Jordan Peterson have like had very deep, deep conversations, deep debates, stuff like that. So. I still need to go listen to Sam Harris. I've listened to a lot of Jordan Peterson. Highly recommended. A lot of, uh, I've gotten to this other podcast, Jocko Podcast. It's not yeah, Jocko really. Jocko Willink. Jocko Willink. It's our not. Book, uh, our work just gave him a book that he read called Extreme, Ultimate, Extreme Ownership. Extreme Ownership. Yeah, it's a great book. He was a Navy SEAL. Great guy. Just talks about leadership all the time. Not as much philosophical, but just like analyzing combat applications into like everyday life. And yeah, it's, like, it's huge. Oof, so well, good. Gents, I'm going to go to work here soon. Oh my gosh. But we just got an hour and 20 minutes worth of Dang. you like out. pausing it on and off? No. Okay. No. Straight through. All the clicking one. Yeah. I, I, all I did is I just do it to make sure that things are registering oh, on okay. the computer when it happens. So uh, <clears throat> it's crazy how quick time goes oh, yeah. with this stuff. It's it's mind blowing. You look at jo- uh, Joe Rogan podcast. This is like four hours long. You're really? Like, yeah. yeah, he has long podcasts. I just listening like, to it is one thing, but being in one and actually talking, it's it boom. just goes by so yeah. quick. But yeah. yeah. Gents, it's been yeah. a pleasure. That was fun. You guys are always welcome to come back and mess it up yeah, some more. Drive. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All um, that fun stuff. Like can we do final words? Of course. Embrace the patriarchy. That's my final word. <laughs> oh my gosh. Embrace it. Resistance is futile. <laughs> <laughs> it's because the patriarchy will make you happy. If it's done right. That's my final I want to say I'm going to say a very broad but controversial statement. All lives matter. Ding. That includes the baby lives. That includes police. It's so that includes black people. Why did you have to say that right that now? That includes men. That includes I have women. I have a ditty on that. I don't like. I don't. I don't. You like, like the way people are bringing that up? We've got enough time. Okay. Listen. <laughs> okay. This is. Gosh, this is dang it. I thought about this. Mm. It's conversation. Because this is this is this is brought from Black Lives Matter. Have you guys ever read their mission statement? Uh-huh. Uh huh. No, I've not read it. Very informative. They stand up. It's not just about police brutality. Right. It's a lot of things. It's about yeah. how like black people violence. are over sexual like over sexualization of black people, um, Hispanics, um, fighting for disabled people. It's interesting. Here's my thing: is that they as a group are saying that there is a problem and I think we should hear it out whether as legitimate or illegitimate as it may be and I can't know exactly what it's like because I'm not black and I wasn't brought up they deserve to be heard for sure they they deserve to be heard and I think it's I think it's already obvious that we think that all lives matter and I think it's okay for groups of people to say there's a problem in our community and if somebody else has 
some type of blame in that, mm -hmm. they need to fix it. Not saying it's all their fault, but I, I think if a group of people has beef with something, yeah. like why not? Yeah. Why why not yeah. make your voice? And that would have been a great way to approach the whole uh, to quote unquote toxic masculinity thing because yeah, yeah there are uh, definitely a disproportionate amount of men that are doing bad things Correct. over women that are doing oh, bad yeah. things, and that definitely needs to be weeded out mm -hmm. and crushed. And I just think that sometimes the way we're approaching. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm these things like you know police brutality and you know yeah things that yeah. men are doing bad there's just yeah. the approach i want society to take is we need to work together and not divide ourselves over these stupid issues and the way right. things are presented you will not divide us <laughs> yeah, and it shouldn't be the yeah, and it shouldn't be that the crappy people make up the majority. Yeah. It's no, yeah. and, and we I, should yeah. every every group who do who who does have yeah. like crappy people in their group should be called out and shunned. And Milo Yiannopoulos had a great statement on. It. He said, "Like I agree with you. There's been historical systemic racism, and the the societies, the communities that they have, they're a mess." He said, yeah. "I just don't think Black Lives Matter is the protest. I don't think." Throwing all your toys out the window and burning your city down is the answer to Black Lives Matter. They just they suffer they suffer from a lack of organization. Big time. And the other people who are angry in the community think that it's just a label they can slap on anything yeah. when it's when it's not. Yeah. And oh, I mean, when a lot of people get pissed off, they do things that they regret. And yeah. or so, people get mad on behalf of other people and I, do, I, yeah. they, they misrepresent the people that yeah. are trying right. to Big fight time. for what they want. Yeah, you're playing telephone and yeah. you've already mixed up the message yeah. just by transferring from one mm. group to another. That's why I think I think Black Lives Matter like they would do a, a great thing to say come out and be like just to even formally recognize that like Ferguson wasn't the way that it happened. That like Michael Brown, that whole deal, like that's kind of where it all started. There's too much like and it's like it's not that cut and dry. It's like right. listen, there are serious problems and that's what we care about. But to like go out and say like police are the problem. Like to blame the police for the whole problem of black you communities, can't. you can't. You can't. You it's can, not all police. You can involve it, and you can go to the police and say, "Listen, we understand that there's high crime rates that you guys police really heavily, and that's hurting us because you are killing our or sons." Or the laws you have in place are yeah. not not logical. Or the training isn't. It could be improved or yeah, whatever right. it is. Yeah, degree. A lot, a lot it's of just like It's just to say But people that, buy into the hype But the to media. just say, yeah. you get rid of the police, make them stop doing what they're doing, and everything will get better instantaneously? Uh, no. <laughs> no, it's a work in Not progress. Not going to happen. And I also think we as humans... I know me, yeah. I'm very lazy. So it requires yeah. a ton of work. Yeah. I think and growing are, pains yeah. to get societal changes and going. Honestly, that those changes are kind of... The, the the growing pains, I, I can define that as Donald Trump. He is the, the growing, personification. The growing pain. He's the growing pain. Donald pains. Trump. Yeah. Hey, if it pays off, swing. if we get some like what? phenomenal if we if we get a next president that's just like yeah. too good to be true, then yeah, it was totally worth it to go through the crap. I think yeah. so. It's true. It's like ten years of total crap, like being called racist and all this stuff, and it's just this huge pendulum swing. Donald Trump. I hope That's where it if was. we hit some type of societal high where like we become exalted beings and, <laughs> but we have to go before the second coming of Christ we have to die as a society just be just in ruins rise <laughs> like phoenix from the ashes yeah. yeah well gents it's been great we may have to have part two because yeah, as mm. soon as we want closing remarks we're like so much substance <laughs> but great well it's been an absolute pleasure uh Go ahead and like and share this um, with all your people. We need more viewers. 
and we also want your money. Someone please censor this too (laughs) and send it back to us. Beep! (laughs) All right, toodles.